we're good. We're going to be good because all the houses we do are rental properties. So um, we're just kind of trying to weather the storm, continue buying as much as we can, do as many deals as we can. And then once the interest rates kind of stabilize, we'll be in a good position to continue to, to go hard. Mike check. Good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. What is going on, everyone that is in this Online Hustlers Podcast where we bring in series for aria marketing and conversion we cover everything aria marketing conversion and we're going to come up with now more series that is now regarding expansion of your business so we obviously understand that this is a lead generation uh, marketing and sales business uh whatever it is you're doing in wholesale space and uh even the flipping space real estate investing space we're going to learn how to expand your businesses to other ways, whether that's people, specific systems. Today, we have a person that he's my fellow Canadian. Uh, as you all know, I'm a Canadian um, entrepreneur that ended up coming to the U.S. through a uh, I want it's a TN visa that started through Detroit. They basically hired me in the Motor City and uh, give me the opportunity to be living in the U.S. Uh, and the guest today, he is also Canadian, and he's been investing in real estate as a Canadian citizen and lives in Florida right now. And he's been doing this virtually in other markets. But not only that, he's been flipping homes in other markets out of state, and he's been doing this at a high volume. He owns, I believe it's called... Um, Martel Turnkey, uh, and uh, he he works with his dad and was able to meet his dad, has flipped over 500 homes as a 27-year-old, and currently, currently what they're doing is they do 600 flips a year, which is incredible to me. So these are the type of entrepreneurs that will bring a lot of value because they have created systems, processes, automated their business, being able to uh, just create a way to ultimately become a successful entrepreneur, a successful business owner, and will give us some of their tips, some of their tricks, some of their hacks. Uh, will give us some tactical things to bring in today, tonight, and so you guys can start doing it in your business. Uh, but I want to really get to know this individual here today. And uh, let's get him right now. And what's up, my man, Antoine? Uh, how's everything how's with you? Going well, going well. Thanks for having me. Um, and thank you for being here as a fellow Canadian. Obviously, I'm proud to have other fellow Canadians here. Uh, you already had me on a podcast, and it was pretty fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're here in Miami, and I'm hoping that we have a secondary episode uh, where we can, you know, share many different things uh, in person so that people can actually see that um, 
we're creating great content for everyone that is actually listening to this episode. But let's go back to you. Let's actually understand Antoine Martel, a Canadian entrepreneur. Where are you from? Where are you coming from? And obviously, like, I want to understand, like, what's your background in terms of everything entrepreneurship, everything hustling, but becoming yeah. a smart Yeah. So I was born in Toronto. Um, that's where I grew up, lived there for about five years. Then I moved when I was five years old in 2000. So I was born in 95. I moved to San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area, grew up there. And kind of as soon as I moved to the US, I that's kind of when my entrepreneurial spirit, I guess when I was like six or seven years old, my mom had a grocery store, um, like a small little like market kind of grocery store, a local market grocery store. And at like seven years old, I was working at the grocery store. Then in middle school, I started selling stuff to all my students, all the classmates, like, uh, you know, candy bars or importing stuff, you know, just selling stuff, flipping stuff to other classmates, other students. Then same thing in high school, I started importing from China, uh, started importing hats and clothing and soccer jerseys and shoes and soccer cleats and all this kind of stuff uh, that was in really high demand for everybody in high school. And I started importing this stuff and selling it to my classmates um, in you high said school. You seven-year-old? You said that was like when, I was, well, when I was When I was seven, I was like mostly working at my mom's store. And I would run the mm -hmm. cashier. I would stock the shelves. I would do those kinds of things at my mom's shop. Um, and then as I got older, I started selling stuff. My mom's store shut down. So I started selling stuff to uh, other classmates like kids in middle school or in high school, I started selling them products um, like right in the middle of class. And people would go and buy these hats and at Zoomies or PacSun and spend 50 bucks. And I would import them from China and sell it to them for 20 or $30. Um, so that's kind of how I began. And that's kind of my entrepreneurial journey that I went to college. Then in college, I started a couple of apps. That's when apps were hot. Like from 2014 to 2017, that's when apps were really, really popular. I started a couple apps, made some money, lost some money, and then went to a real estate seminar while I was in college as well. And that's when it really just took off for me when I was like, man, this is all right, this is my ticket to, you know, graduating from college and not working for somebody else. I can graduate and now start my own business and I'll do it in the real estate world. Um, and it was kind of after going to that conference that I realized that real estate was something that I wanted to do other than just like selling little knockoff stuff that I was importing from China or, you know, uh, doing a, a mobile app or something like that. I really thought that real estate was a way more tangible way for me to get out there and start, um, making some money flipping houses or buying rental properties and stuff like that. Yeah. You started doing this with your dad. It's my, it's my understanding or you're starting doing this. Yeah. Yourself? So so I was in, sorry, I was in college. I was about a year away from graduating from college. And I went to the seminar, learned a bunch and started networking with people in and around LA that were investing in real estate, flipping houses, buying rental properties, and just started learning what they were doing. So how are you investing in real estate? Uh, where are you investing? How did you build your team? All this kind of stuff. And I learned a ton about how other people were doing it. And then I just kind of copied them. I started cold calling property managers, choosing a market. I found some realtors that were willing to help me find some deals. And these were just for like to do the burr strategy. So to buy houses, renovate them, rent them out and refinance them. That's what the goal was. And so I found a couple of property managers, a couple of realtors. They started sending me deals. 
my dad had some money saved up, but he was still working a full-time job. So I was kind of after college, you know, before and after class, I would kind of like go do research on this real estate investing. I eventually found a deal a couple months before graduating, put all the numbers together, sent it to my dad. My dad had 40 grand. Um, we bought that house, renovated it, rented it out, refinanced it. And then from there, we just kind of scaled up, um, started doing more and more deals, started doing a, about a house a month until we kind of ran out of money when we got to close to eight houses. And once we hit eight houses, once we got to that point, we started reaching out to friends and family and they started reaching out to us saying, Hey, how are you guys investing in real estate? What are you guys up to? What's Antoine up to after graduating from college? And we started selling these houses in our family portfolio to friends and family members. And that's when Martel Turnkey kind of began in 2018, where we now didn't buy houses anymore just for us to buy and hold, but actually bought houses for us to buy, rehab, rent, and resell to our friends, family, other investors. And so that's when Martel Turnkey started early 2018. And you know, since then we've done you know 600 houses, and now we're on track this year to to do you know close to 600 doors just in one fiscal year. One fiscal year. And I promise my my listeners to every single time bring in hidden gems or people that have, um, you know, maybe you may not know before, but now you're knowing because of this podcast. Um, yeah. So my, my biggest promise, my biggest offer is that we're going to be able to to give really, really actionable things, actionable items, potentially maybe even frameworks on how to be able to make good amount of money. Cause right now you guys are at going over 600 homes in a physical year. You're so young, man, you're 27 year old. You're, you guys are also Canadian. Yeah. This proves that not only like if you're, if you if you live in the, in, in the, if you don't live in the U S it doesn't mean that you cannot make money out of this. So if there's Canadians that are listening to this, there's huge opportunities of doing that remotely i'm assuming um were you were you when you started doing that were you already here in florida or where were you i was in san francisco so i moved when i was i mean i was born in toronto my family's all canadian my dad got a job when i was five years old to move us from toronto to san francisco um back in 2000 when all the tech stuff was in silicon valley and stuff so my dad got a job yeah. transfer and that's how we got our citizenship too because he got sponsored um, yeah. So due to him being sponsored, we were able to get a citizenship in 2010. I think it took 10 years for us to get citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you guys um, taken till you get your business to where you are right now, making a couple of year a month? <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, the first year we did about 10 houses. Then we did, you know, the next year, which was 2018 was really when we started selling those houses. I think we did 30. And then it just continued to double 30, 60. Um, then we went to like, I think 120 after that. And then after that it was 180 and just slowly just scaled up and just continued doubling and doubling and doubling. Um, obviously now there's some challenges with our business due to the interest rates and all that kind of stuff. So things are not as easy as they used to be due to the interest rates going up. So we're kind of navigating the storm right now, but I think we're, we're good. We're going to be good because all the houses we do are rental properties. So um, we're just kind of trying to weather the storm, continue buying as much as we can, do as many deals as we can. And then once the interest rates kind of stabilize, we'll be in a good position to continue to, to go hard. 
Yeah. Well, you've developed a flip system essentially, and uh, over time, as you guys do volume and volume, obviously you have to be able to control this. And it's not easy to have a volume-based business, um, and obviously, it's not easy to do one maintain more than two, three, four, five flips at the same time for people. So, like, uh, what would you say? Um, is there any any framework that you guys are currently uh, following to make this successful? How are you guys capturing and acquiring this type of homes that you guys are flipping for turnkey yeah. um, for turnkey models uh if 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 you were to start like a few years ago before you guys did it like what what would you guys have done differently like what what are those frameworks yeah. or processes yeah so it's funny you kind of said flip system so we actually couple months ago, um, we realized there was a ton of people that didn't want to buy turnkey rentals. They wanted to start their own turnkey business. They want to copy us. You said flip system, which is hilarious because we called the company, the new company flip system, um, where essentially it's Martel turnkeys system, our acquisitions team, um, and coaches. So we get coaches, the CRM and our acquisition team at Martel turnkey. Um, all within this kind of umbrella, we call it flip system. We made a website. Um, we have some people that have signed up already. We have a couple salespeople running it. We have a couple coaches. Um, and this was just a business that we kind of fell into because everybody was reaching out. Like what you just said, how you must have your systems really, really down, um, to be able to flip 50 homes a month. And it's like, yeah, we do have our systems down. Like, doesn't everybody? Hell no, we don't even know what system to use. What where what system are you using? Zoho or Podio or you know, where should I begin? Where should I start? How do I find my first deal? And we're like, okay, how about we just bundle everything together? We give it to you. Um, you pay a monthly fee to get access to the acquisition team, coaches, and the CRM. And so that's what we've we've kind of started and pivoted to. Um, and because it takes a long time to scale it up. I mean, we've been building our CRM for seven years now every single week with new updates, building out our CRM. And, you know, it's a lot of work. And then the acquisitions team all started with me analyzing the deals personally. Then I hired one of my best friends from college to start analyzing deals. Then we started hiring a few more people to kind of come onto the acquisitions team. So, you know, we have four people in our acquisitions team, both for Martel Turnkey and now for those people that are part of the, the flip system kind of community. Okay, so what are the first things that, that someone has to figure out, out in order to start flipping homes and ultimately getting uh, yeah. a very similar system to what you have, where you sell turnkey properties already ready to for yeah. I, I'm assuming retail buyers or investors. Yeah, right? yeah retail buyers or yeah. So the first steps are choosing the market, building a team, and uh, this is where a lot of people mess up. I mean, a lot of people can choose a good market, like. Cleveland, remember, you just take the Midwest and throw a dart and you're probably going to be, you know, pretty damn close to a good city to invest in. Um, so that's not that hard if you just focus on the Midwest. Obviously, if you're looking at the coast, you're in the wrong in the wrong place. But if you're focused on cash flow, it's not that difficult to find high cash flow markets. The problem where people mess up now is they don't build their team in the right way on the ground. They start calling contractors, realtors, property managers, and then they find all three or four or five of these different groups of people and try to be like, okay, you guys are a team now. You're my Memphis team. Never works. 
Um, the way that you have to build the team on the ground is you start with, you have to find that group of people that already is working together. So you find the realtor, property manager, and contractor that already have business together. They're already working together on a monthly, weekly basis. And you want to pop into that system and just put cash and put deals onto their fire that they already have going. Because for you to build a relationship with five people 3,000 miles away is going to be impossible. It's never going to work. But if I go find five group of friends that are all in business together and they're doing one deal a month, and I go say, hey, my name's Antoine. I live in Miami. I want to take you from one house a month to three houses a month. Can you guys handle that? Yeah, we can handle that. Would you guys like that? Yeah, we love it. We love working together. Okay, perfect. Now I found my perfect team on the ground with one phone call to a property manager, to a realtor or whatever. Um, and that's kind of how you can scale up so quickly is by just making your phone calls in the right way and using the right scripts and trying to find the right people on the ground. Okay. All right. So first, obviously you are choosing the right proper markets. Where are you guys currently buying so that it makes sense for a turnkey model? Flips? Yeah. yeah. So we're doing deals right now in Memphis, Cleveland, St. Louis, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati, and a couple other smaller markets, but those are our big kind of five. Okay. Oh, you're doing in Detroit? Yeah. In the actual city of Detroit? Uh, Isn't that like a top city. city? Okay. Uh, we're doing mostly in the suburbs. So we're not really doing right in the heart of Detroit. We're mostly in the suburbs of Detroit. Yeah, you're right. As you get closer and closer to downtown Detroit, it gets a little bit rougher, hard to get contractors to show up there. So we tend to stay a little bit outside of the, the downtown core of Detroit. But we do some stuff in Detroit City, but really on the fringes of the edges of the city. Okay. Okay. That's good. Now the next, th the next thing is you're saying building out an acquisition, like this is an acquisition system where you're consistently bringing in leads, uh, being yeah. able to have those homes so you can flip them. Um, like how you guys uh, would go about that? Is there a specific marketing channels or anything that you guys go for? Yeah. So, we mostly get our deals off the MLS. So Zillow, Redfin, Trulia, there's still a ton of deals in the Midwest and every single day, every single month, there's more and more deals being added to the MLS in these places. Um, that's probably where we get 60, 70% of the deals we do. Um, other than that, we do still get a ton of deals uh, from wholesalers. We even started our own wholesaling company to get deals in-house, but that maybe is a few houses a month. Um, the other way we get deals is through broker relationships. So just having a relationship with a realtor or something like that on the ground. Um, but I would say it's a mixture between mostly MLS and then the other 40% is really realtor broker relationships and wholesalers. Okay. And would you say that you would uh, pay a little bit higher than a wholesaler would do in order to get these properties locked up or like what are your uh let's say buy box criteria whenever you're looking for this type of homes that we, then you can do turnkey model yeah so for us i mean we're being very conservative right now with the deals that we're doing we're not buying any houses that don't have like double the buffer of what we had a year ago you know last year we were okay with like a 10 percent margin um you know 10 to twenty thousand dollars in profit per house you know, on a hundred thousand dollar house, that's 10 to 20% profit margin. Now we're looking for double that. So anything from like, you know, a 20 to 30% profit margin, um, just to give us some more room because we don't know what the interest rates are going to do. We don't know what's going to happen with interest rates. Um, so we're trying to be really, really conservative with the deals we're buying right now because we don't know where things are going to go. 
Um, so yeah. that's kind of the position that we're in. I mean, a lot of fix and flippers, a lot of buy and hold investors are saying the same things because you know even conventional loans right now are at seven and a half percent as of this week. Um, so it's getting really expensive. Yeah, and would you say that, for instance, um, now starting thinking about acquiring these properties through creative financing would be an option? Yeah, I think creative financing is good as long as you get um, a long enough kind of timeline, a long enough term on the on the loan that you're getting from the seller. So, for example, a lot of people who would do seller financing get a two year term. I just probably wouldn't recommend a two year term right now. I'd probably recommend a five, ten, twenty, thirty year term if you can, if you're going to do seller financing. But yeah, I think seller financing is great. It's always great. I just think it's hard to scale and you just want to protect yourself that you don't have some big balloon payment in two years. Okay. So yeah, it's most like worrying about the balloon, uh, being able to, to make a scalable acquisition system, right? Exactly. Why, why would you feel that uh, the creative financing or what, what would the creative financing method with what you guys model has would need in order to make it scalable? So I think like when you go, when you do that, like you want the, you're going to have to go direct the seller if you want to do something like that. So if you want to do like a high volume seller financing model, you have to go direct to seller. Having conversations direct to seller is hard enough. Then convincing them on what the hell a, a seller carry back loan is or holding a note or something like that also gets really, really complicated with explaining to these people over the phone or email or phone call or text message what that even means. So yeah. I just think it's a really not scalable. Like for Martel Turnkey, we go make a cash offer, we close in 10 days. Everybody knows what the hell that means, right? Now I go to them and I'm like, hey, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold the note on your house. You're going to make $400 a month for the next 10 years. At the end of 10 years, you're going to get this, like, how do I, you know, like it's just way harder to scale. And that's why we've, I've never really implemented that for me. It's always been like, can I do 50 of these things a month, 50, you know, seller finance deals a month. How many people do I have to talk to? I mean, it would just be a ridiculous number of people. So ridiculous number of people. Okay. Now I need how big of a staff do I need? to call and pitch to these homeowners X, Y, and Z thing, right? So it just becomes pretty unscalable pretty quickly. Okay, all right. Well, and what would you say that, for instance, uh, your model, it's so good and it, it's it's been able to give you such a kind of amount of revenue compared to, let's say, a, a regular flipping business yeah. or wholesale business like what, what what's what's so what's so different what's what's in there yeah a couple things one of them is that we have multiple exit strategies so a lot of the fix and flippers are doing deals for like two three four hundred thousand dollars in the midwest of arv our arvs are all below 150 so like if somebody doesn't want to come and buy our house we can always just rent it out refinance it even hold it cash um, we had a couple of phone calls today with some investors and we're just going to hold some properties cash, not sell them, just cash flow them and make a 12% return on our money for the next 12 months until the interest rates kind of settle down. So that's the kind of position that we put ourselves in for all of these deals. We have multiple exits. So I'm never worried about a recession or um, you know all these different fears and risks or interest rates going up, for example, like if I'm flipping houses or doing new construction right now, I'd just be, you know, super, super worried about all the interest rates going up. 
Is somebody going to want to buy my house? You know, their mortgage payment just went from 2K a month to 3K a month or 4K a month. Are they going to be able to afford my house? So there's a lot of things that I would be worried about if I was like doing a traditional fix and flip. Whereas the turnkey model, you just have way more exit strategies. Sell it as a turnkey rental, keep it as a buy and hold cash, refinance it, sell it on Roofstock, sell it on all these other websites where people go to buy rental properties. Um, listed on the MLS myself. There's just so many exit strategies, and that's why I love kind of the uh, the turnkey fix and flip. Okay, all right. So for people that don't really understand it, I know I know you just mentioned it a little bit uh, just now, but let's understand that turnkey model. Um, let's 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 go from like the zero to ten. Like let's let's understand it. Um, sure. Like the first things that. If someone wants to get into the turnkey model, what would they have to do in order to get get there? Yeah, so turnkey model, you buy the house, renovate it, rent it out, put a property manager in place, and then you turn around and sell it or refine it. That's when all the exits come in. So that's kind of how the model works. Um, normally, we're buying houses below $100,000, you know, below $120,000 spending $20,000 to $40,000 on renovation, selling them for you know anything from $100,000 to $150,000. Um, we take our profit, use those profits to go into the next deal, next deal, next deal. Um, there's plenty of ways to finance those houses too. You can use hard money, private money, joint venture partners when you first get started. Um, so there's lots of ways to, to get into those deals. Um, and one of the reasons why it's easy to raise money is because you have multiple exits. So you can literally go to your investor and be like, hey, fund this deal for me. Let's split the profits 50-50. I'll rent it out and we'll try to sell it. If I do sell it and we profit, I'll split the profits 50-50. If I can't sell it, we'll hold it. This is what the cash flow will be. And you know, if I can refinance it, great. I'll give you some money back and this is what the number will be. Right? Like, There's so many different options to where the investor is going to be like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll give you a hundred thousand bucks. The worst case scenario is I'm making you know four hundred dollars a month in in cash flow in twelve months because you couldn't sell it or couldn't refinance it. Okay, that's not that bad. Okay, so would you feel that uh, the majority of the deals that you get, like how much work would they have to put in? Like, is there like little to no work, or is like just slightly minor things that people have to put in in terms of the actual remodeling of it, lipstick type of work? Yeah, so we're, we don't do lipstick because we're selling them as turnkey rentals. So for us, we actually do significant amount of renovations, like 20 to 30K for somebody you know, on the coast doesn't sound like a lot of money. For us, that's a you know new flooring, new kitchen, new bathrooms, um, and then normally some other big ticket items like um, uh, a new roof, new HVAC, new hot water tank, those kinds of things. Because um, out of state, I mean, you can get a new roof for five grand, new HVAC for four grand, new hot water tank for eight hundred dollars, right? So it's pretty inexpensive. You know, paint a whole house for fifteen hundred yeah. bucks, twelve hundred bucks, right? So it's it's pretty inexpensive. So for us, doing like twenty to forty k renovation is a pretty big renovation. Um, yeah. You know, typical unit turn is going to be like two thousand dollars on on some of these houses. So. Yeah, and that will take like what approximately thirty to forty days, or yeah, a little bit more, in order to turn yeah. it around. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. What would you say the uh, uh, after someone uh, makes this commitment, they invest into a turnkey flip, where 
with using your flip system, how long will it take will be this, the cash conversion cycle until they get paid back? Yeah. yeah. So normally for people coming in, we, when they sign up, we actually give them like a literally exactly what you said. Like this is the setup time. This is the build the team time, finding a deal, rehab, and then sales process. Normally they're going to get paid out, get some money back within the first year, typically six to nine months is what we tell them. So the first month is kind of just set up. After that, it's kind of like deal analysis. Then they start making offers. Then they be, you know, they close on the house, begin construction. So normally it's like two months, three months. Then the lease out period, and then the sales process or refinance process, which takes another 60 days. So six to nine months is kind of the range that we're telling people when they come and sign up with us uh, about when they can expect any kind of revenue or profits back. Okay, six to nine months. Yeah, so if for people that don't really understand that this take time, might get impatient, be like, oh, I'm not getting my things done, there's so much work in the back end, and I'm not getting my <laughs> my profits. Like, how do you work that pop top of the mindset? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all comes comes down to the marketing at the very beginning, um, and having our you know our sales team or me when I'm doing the sales phone calls to really just be very transparent that like we literally show them on the first sales call they have with us like don't expect this is not some like turn around and make money in 30 days kind of thing this isn't a get rich overnight situation this is like you're building a system you're building a real business and the business is going to take time to make any kind of significant amount of money um so that's kind of how we're pitching it presenting it to them we tell them don't expect any kind of revenue for six to nine months um we also make sure they have enough money to get into their first deal when they do sign up as well so yeah, we're being very selective with who we're kind of letting in and making sure we're we're sh- we're letting them know that like this isn't a you know a quick kind of money making machine. Anybody that goes and flips their first house isn't isn't getting any kind of profit in two months or three months. Um, it takes time. I mean, you're dealing with real people on the ground doing real construction projects. It's not a it's not an overnight thing. It's not like a, you know it's not a drop shipping business. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, how many how many I guess you started recently doing this, and for the, I guess for the next time that we ch- that we chat, probably you've been already having a few couple of clients more, more, more couple of clients. But how long you been already helping people out this way? Yeah, so I had a mentorship before this. There was a couple hundred people in the mentorship, um, and they were just buying rentals. And I got a lot of questions and a lot of talk about the systems, the acquisitions team. Could they hire my acquisition team? And I was like, man, there's a real need for this thing. Yeah. Like, I have these people that paid to to be a men, you know, mentored by me, and there was, I think, 165 people part of that. Uh, we would have weekly calls and all this kind of stuff, and they just kept asking me for different things. And I was like, oh, well, I have that. I just never thought about like sharing my actual system or my acquisitions team or putting them all together, um, or where do we raise private money? And I was like, well, I have a private money lender list, but I like, I don't really feel comfortable sharing it with all of you. Um, but maybe we can work something out that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, what if I bundled all my investors, my system and my acquisition team all together? Um, and so right now, I think we started 30 days ago. I think we have 20 people signed up for flip system. We're signing up a few people a day right now. Um, and I think that's only going to kind of, uh, continue again. We're very early. It's only been, it's only been a month with flip system. Um, before that I had the mentorship and I was even doing one-on-one mentorship with where people got that kind of access and it worked really well. Um, but now I'm just kind of, you know, more streamlining everything and turning it into a real company now. 
Okay, so you're you're essentially licensing everything that you got that you built. Yep. Uh, and so for for this mentorship that you had, was it like a local thing here in Miami? Like you had no virtual. No, no, the mentorship was all virtual. I mean, everything I'm doing is virtual. I really don't do anything in person. Um, so even the mentorship I had was people all around the country, even a lot of Canadians. I was advertising to a lot of Canadians because. I had like lenders that lend from Canada to America and um, Oh yeah, eh? You yeah, like that? <laughs> yeah, a ton of people. I I even had a webinar too where where I had a, a bunch of people come in um and I, I did it just like a Canadian real estate investing webinar in the US and had a bunch of people that were Canadians looking to invest here and just like had all these questions and like it's not that difficult. Just here's a couple lenders that you could work with to get financing. And, uh, you know, follow this exact strategy to go and choose the team, choose the market. And, and yeah, people are pretty successful. Then you feel like whenever you're trying to sell something to a Canadian, uh, I've had this experience. They're a little bit more cheap. <laughs> they're well, like, yeah, because they're paying a 20% premium. Yeah, 25% premium. Yeah. They definitely have to pay a 20% premium, but they usually want to like more, like ask more than usual. Like I think Americans... Yeah not as much depending on like the culture or where they they're from but i had to deal with a lot of canadians and they were like hard closes you know what i mean like yeah. just being they able are, to like they were yeah they were really hard they were really <laughs> hard to close and they just want all this free information and then you tell them it's going to be a couple thousand dollars american or whatever we actually just matched the price so i think it was like let's just say it was $10,000 to sign up for the mentorship. I think we made it $10,000 Canadian. We didn't even like charge them 12 or, or $13,000 or whatever the cost would be. Yeah. Um, we just kept the price the same. And yeah, it was extremely hard to close them. And I think it's a mentality thing. A lot of people in America are always trying to get ahead and get better and stuff like that. And then, you know, in Canada, they're, it all seems like they're all just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're good. Like, we don't need to. Or they don't believe that you can actually invest in america i mean i mean it makes sense too i don't know what kind of ads you were running but for us it was like people just didn't believe that they could invest in america from canada um no matter what i try to tell them so they didn't believe me yeah it's a, it was more like oh does this really work does this yeah. is this like something that i mean canadian prices are different you know and, <laughs> i don't know and and then i was like man it's it, marketing is marketing you're you're gonna make marketing work actually like if you think about it in canada you cannot really like pull list and cold call just as easy as here like you yeah. have to you have to use direct mail or online marketing to bring in yeah. homes bring in the houses yeah. that you want so what else do you want what options do you have you have so many options then let's let's go about it right um, yeah so It's still like <laughs> uh, I had a few uh, flippers and uh, work with a few flippers in Canada and wholesalers too. But uh, another thing was like the, the thinking long term mindset. That's why I asked you uh, about that. Um, yeah. How you handle it. But man, that's yeah. great. So you're coming into uh, the system, you're able to plug in your basically your client acquisition, which is your home acquisition. Yeah. Um, being able to have a way to build out a team for them or with them. Is that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, is this going to be like in-house American people that are going to be 
selling on these homes, negotiating, or like, how do you, how do you put that together? Like you recommend to do virtual assistants, things like that. Yeah. So all, all the people that we connect our flip system students with or clients with is my actual team at Martel Turnkey. So they've been around the block, they've analyzed, they've looked at a ton of deals before. Um, they know exactly what they're doing and how to analyze these deals. And Martel Turnkey is all American team. We don't have any um, BAs or virtual assistants or anything like that. Uh, the wholesaling company we have is completely virtual assistants. But when people come sign up for flip system, it's all Americans that they're getting for the coaching, the investors we connect them with, and then also the acquisition team. So you would share the acquisition, like your actual closers, the people that would close the deals. Okay. Yes. That's a no brainer offer, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about this system in order to, I know that managing flips, man, it can get really hectic and really, really like just finicky. And yeah. I've, I've met different people that they utilize, for example, ClickUp to, to be able to like manage the flips and being able to stay organized, blah, blah, blah. And there's different other softwares, but like you build your own in-house, like what are you guys using? Yeah. So for project management within the CRM, we have a couple of different fields that kind of track the progress of the construction, um, the amount of money that has been sent out for the construction project. So it tracks, does project management very lightly because we rely so heavily on like the people who sign up for our flip system are not directly managing the contractors, which is what people really need to get away from, you know, mm -hmm. managing pro project management is not something you should be doing. If you're a flipper, you should either hire somebody who has that experience who can do what I don't care what system you use, go ahead and do whatever system you need to. They should be focusing on raising more money, finding more deals. And if they're doing turnkey flips, how do I sell more houses to clients and how do I find investors? So that's kind of the way that, that I teach it. I don't think that, you know, cause it's going to just take forever. I mean, you have to learn then everything about construction, every single, single little nitty gritty thing to manage these projects. So instead, if you build your team in the right way, which starts with a property management company, then a project manager and all that kind of stuff on the ground, you don't have to get into the whole project management side of things and having those softwares and blueprints and timelines and all that kind of stuff. Cause that just gets, you know, enormous. No, huge. I think that this will be more of a hands-off approach if you yeah. actually do that and focus on the revenue generating activities, like yeah. you mentioned. So revenue generating activities would be, so we raise capital. Uh, are you guys making people raise capital through like personal connections? You guys give them your own connections, social yeah. media? Both. We're teaching them how to do it and we're also giving them some connections. So what we did is we actually went to, we have about a 650 investors with Martel Turnkey. We actually went shot them an email, shot them a phone call, got on the phone with a lot of them and said, Hey, we're starting this flip system thing. You've been an investor with us in the past. Um, these people are using our same system, our same tools um, on the ground. They have exactly the same software and stuff like that as we do. Would you be okay with us connecting you with those people that have signed up for our system? They're, they're going to be doing deals in the Midwest, very similar numbers to the deals that you've lent us money or partnered with us on. Would you be okay with that? And now we have a big Rolodex of investors that we're actually connecting our students with. So we'll actually do a personal connection with one of our investors that has lent us money in the past. And our students can then use those investors to, to fund their flips or burrs or, or whatever kind of deals they're doing.
Love that. What type of people would you look for to work with? Like this would be executives that want it's a, a side hustle, already investors that want to do this full time. Yeah, it's it's not really full time people. It's mostly people that have a full time job. They've always wanted to get into real estate and they've always wanted to flip houses. So they didn't really want to buy rental properties. They didn't really want to do the, you know, apartment buildings. They maybe have, you know, fifteen thousand to fifty or a hundred thousand dollars saved up. So they have a little bit of money saved up. They want to do fix and flips, but they don't have the time to do it. They don't have the connections. And they don't want to waste their time analyzing deals for eight hours a day. So that's the people that we are talking to mostly is full-time, full-time uh, employees that are looking to flip houses that need a system and need a bunch of tools and people connections to get the ball, the ball rolling. This is huge, man. Now for the last thing I know, we got only two minutes into this podcast and we'll have an in-person one is, uh, yeah. so how would you, how would you make sure that they actually get paid? How are they going to sell this turnkey property? Still like bringing them to a realtor that will work it out or like do their own marketing? A couple of different ways. Um, one of them, I mean, one option is to sell them, right? The other option is to always refinance. So for every single deal that we they do, we're making sure that they're okay if they have to refinance it as a last resort, right? So we never want them to lose money. So, hey, if you have to refinance and you split the profits with your investor, are you cool with that? Cool. Then you should definitely do this deal, right? So that's the kind of deals that my acquisition team is putting into their system. Now, how do they sell them? Um, we show them how to go and build their sales funnel, how to build a website if they need to. We show them how we first started, how we found our first clients. There's also a bunch of websites they can list their houses on. Without being a real estate broker, they can list them on an MLS using like brokerlist.com. There's a bunch of other websites you can pay 100 bucks to list a house on the MLS. That's a good way to get clients. Um, we also show them how to do some, you know, networking and scraping on bigger pockets to find investors, Facebook groups. Um, and there's also a bunch of other websites like Roofstock where people can literally go list their property for sale. You pay 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks as a fee for Roofstock to go and sell your house, um, which is a no brainer as well if you're first getting started. So you don't need that whole entire sales process figured out when you just get started. Um, you just need to get the house, be okay with refinancing it. You'll try to sell it for a month or two. If you can't sell it, cool, refinance it, pull the money out, and go to the next one. Sweet. So you're selling it to a lot of retail buyers at the end of, uh, like your end buyer would be that. Would a lot of international buyers buying like these turnkeys? Not really, because the international buyers look for like a way higher return. They look for, yeah. um, they don't really care as much about the neighborhood. Uh, which is what I tend to notice. They they really just care about the ROIs and cap rate. Most of them buying cash. So it's mostly just the cap rates they care about. And when we sell these houses, normally for Martel Turnkey, we're at like a 7 or 8% cap. And yeah. um, most of these out-of-country investors, international, want like, you know, 9 or 10% cap. They don't care if it's in the rough area. Uh, they just want the high returns. Yeah. Got it. Well, man, thank you so much for this podcast. For everyone that listened to this, got some value, uh, please uh, give us a review on this podcast. We'll have a second episode in person where we dive deeper into this, maybe show us a couple of things that he does with his system and we learn more about the flip system. Uh, where can people actually find you, my man? And how can sure. people know more about your stuff? Yeah, of course. Uh, best way to reach out to me is on my Instagram, which is my last name and my first name. So Martel Antoine, you can feel free to message me there. I try to get through all my messages and stuff like that. 
So feel free to hit me up there. Um, and then if you're interested in turnkey rentals, we can definitely help you out. We have a bunch of inventory, martelturnkey.com. If you'd like to learn more about Flip System, want to get on the call, we can show you how that works. Um, flipsystem.com. Okay. So you got flipsystem.com. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's a, such an easy name to. I, I even just said it, man. Like, it, dude, it, you literally it, said it. I know. That's why it was crazy. People are gonna think you planned that, but. <laughs> and it's it's a it's an easy searchable name. So flipsystem.com. Sweet man. Exactly. All right. Cool, Thank man. you so much Thanks for having being me in this podcast. Have a of good course. one. Talk soon.